The 459th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is offering new users a $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Hi, ho DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and on YouTube. I never mentioned YouTube, MMA Gambling on YouTube. Thank you for everyone who watched our Cage Warriors episode. That one was our most popular episode thus far, so you never know what's going to stick with you sickos out there. Thanks for coming to the show. This is episode 459. It's going out to Flick, one of our friends on yet another platform, Discord, who uh, made a buttload of money uh for him, we'll say him because they're all hams, sadly, uh, for him on uh, on the weekend, following the advice of our, our mighty, mighty Gumby. So hopefully we will do some more of the same today. This is another regional episode, and then we're back to the UFC this coming uh, Wednesday and Thursday for those episodes. Um, actually, a pretty big UFC. Um, this is Fury FC, which is a pretty big regional promotion uh, we have covered before. They have an event going down this, this coming Sunday afternoon. So we're going to break down that. Uh, I'm not breaking down alone. Um, I have my host who, who wants me to refer to him as Dickhead from now on. So here is Dickhead Vreeland. Hello, Dickhead Vreeland. This is, this is my formal apology to the entire uh, SGPN listening community uh, for repeatedly not checking my mic before I record. Uh, once again, the PFL. Was it the PFL episodes I forgot to check my mic on? Um and then it was, again, the Lux Fight League episode. So I forgot to check my mic before it. It p- appears to be pulling through my webcam up here instead of uh, my actual microphone, which is nice and purchased to me for me by the fine people at SGPN. Um, so I'm actually using that on this one. So if you can hear an increase in audio quality today, that's because uh, I, I checked my settings before I recorded. Um, and in an unrelated note, we are accepting resumes for a co-host for the <laughs> gambling podcast. If you would like, oh, to nobody would still be listening if I left. <laughs> nope, <it's> true. <laughs> no one would put up with me, first of all. And then, yes, no co-host would stick around long enough. Um, Fury Fight League, Gumby, we're doing Fury, it's not the greatest Fury fight card, but we're doing it regardless because we need content, right? Gumby, there's some real promise on here. I mean, we got a we got a contender series vet. We've got a main event where I think uh, the winner has a real claim to fight in the UFC. Um, You know, yeah, the the, it's not a deep card. Maybe, maybe that's the best way of putting it. It's not it's not particularly deep, but there's uh, there's prospects all about prospects all about. That's what this episode should be called. Unless you say something else funny, prospects all about is a good name um yeah fury uh they run sundays which is a good thing for a lot of us um sunday afternoons if you're not a huge american football fan then uh fury could be your fix because you're a a sicko that needs to gamble on something every day everything every day so um let's give you the info on this and we'll jump right into it's fury fc 84 so i call them upstart last uh episode not exactly an upstart but but they are getting more traction it seems in the mma world as of late um 
Young versus Richardson is the subtitle here. It's Sunday, December the 3rd. I was, once again, I was searching on Topology for the event. Like, okay, the next one, I can only find one in December. That's too, that's too far off. There must be another one here. But nope, December 3rd is what it's going to be next Sunday. I'm still uh, marvel uh, at how, how the world works and how time passes by Gumby and how the calendar works. It's all it's, new to it's me. Going, so. You just go to the next day yeah. after it's over. I know. It's so, yeah. it's so um, like it snuck up on me, Gumby. People say it snuck up on them. Like they've, they've never, uh, December's never come after November before, but this technically did sneak up on me. All right. It's December 3rd, 2 p.m. Eastern on UFC Fight Pass. And the prelims are on Facebook.com. Why does it say OnlyFans on their poster then as a sponsor? Uh, I think they do some of the prelims too. Um, I think it depends on the event. Uh, maybe the early, early prelims because this is like a twenty-eight fight card or something like that. Yeah, we're going to cover all of them today, people. As you, as you see in your um, on your whatever uh, whatever podcast catcher you listen to us on, you'll see this episode is two and a half hours long because we're covering every fight, even fighters with zero and one records. We are covering. Yeah, there is a lot of fights here. Um, as I'm scrolling down. A lot, a lot of fights. Um, regardless, uh, it's not one that you have to watch on OnlyFans. You have to. People in our Discord act like, oh, I had to get OnlyFans. So I could watch the <laughs> LFA. Well, what what promotion does OnlyFans? Some promotion always does. I think some LFA there. prelims are there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe some CFFC ones, too. I, I will just yeah. say, uh, th- yeah, they, they always seem, you're right, they always seem so bent yeah. out of shape that they have to do it. Yeah. Just like they're like, I had to buy Eileen Perez's uh, <laughs> OnlyFans. That's only one That's, person. That's only one I know, person. I, I think it's the same person, perhaps, too, who complains about Yeah. He uh, he died for our sins. Thank you. Thank you, Turnip. Um, all right. Very <laughs> fighting championship. And it's going down in Imogen venues in Houston, Texas. Have you been to Houston? Uh, once or twice, but never to that arena. Yeah, I have never, as far as I remember been i don't even think i've been to texas so that's something i'll have to cross off the bucket list at some point um i'm sure texas will be great for a vegan won't it i would say maybe no yeah no no probably not <laughs> all right what are we starting with here one two three four we're skipping a fight in there gumby doesn't want to do an zero and four versus two and oh fight for some reason so we're gonna <laughs> skip that one um we're starting with three five-minute rounds at featherweight on the main card tony toro that's a good name versus isaiah diggs that's a pretty good name as well um diggs one low that fight happened in fury that's pretty much all i got for him other than he wrestled collegiately it appears uh hopefully gumby has more info on that a toro two and oh with one knockout both those fights happened in fury as well used to fight down at bantamweight all right gumby do you have more info on these gentlemen I don't have uh, I don't have a lot more information on Diggs. Uh, like you, I I found that he wrestled collegiately. I didn't see very many results from him, so I couldn't find too much on him. Um, but I will say I I'm not really impressed with his wrestling so far in the MMA level. Uh, both on the when he was an amateur and in his pro debut, it, it looks like it looks like he can get in on um, in on takedowns or get guys up against the cage. But my my biggest concern for him is. He just doesn't seem to do like the little MMA pieces to make his wrestling play up. Like he doesn't dig hooks really well. Um, like a guy who is a collegiate wrestler, you wouldn't think would be like, you know, really at a disadvantage up against the cage, but he seems to be most of the time. Um, and that's problematic. However, given his background um, and the fact that he does have some spectacular like slam highlights, I think this fight's going to be like a pick or maybe even a slight favorite to digs, you know, like maybe like, Negative 120 to Diggs, plus 102 to Toro. Uh, and I actually like Toro better uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, 
really wide low stance, um, which sometimes gets you eaten up on leg kicks, but also sometimes really helps and make sure that you don't get taken down. Um, like if Diggs could finish a single leg really well and didn't just like back a guy up against the cage and then fail, I, I would say that maybe that would be a good avenue for him, but it's going to be hard for him to get to the hips. Um, I also think Toro just, you know, like a much better striker. Um, you know, like he, he, he actually throws nice punches in the clinch, like nice uppercuts, knees to the body. So like, if it is up against the cage for a while, I think Toro's going to have a better time there. I think he's a far better striker. Uh, I worry a little bit about Diggs's cardio, especially being that he fails on takedown so much. That's never like a really good recipe for a three round fight. Um, so like Toro with the better hands, as long as he doesn't get taken down repeatedly, which, you know, it's kind of the risk here, but I think at, uh, at, you know, he should be at least even money, maybe plus money for Toro. I think it's, uh, he's the player. All right. We'll put him down as a pick him. How about? Yeah. You, you put whatever you want and then we'll, we'll wait for the real numbers. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. There's no odds for this. I didn't say that off the top, but, but most fury goes on most, most books, right? It's a, yeah, they, they show up, they show up at some point in time. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. All right. Um, how about we tell you about a book that our favorite book before I move on to something else? How does that sound? Our favorite book, of course, is Bet365. Of course, I don't have the ad right in front of me. I should have it memorized by now because I love Bet365. We do use it for all of our writing that we do on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um, and we use it for our odds for this here podcast that you're watching and or listening to. Bet we're brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is the world's favorite sportsbook, trusted by over 88 million players worldwide. Prop sides, totals, live betting, Bet365 has you covered. And if you like boosts, you're going to love Bet365, like a 30% profit boost on your NFL same game parlay. Plus, they even have an early payout offer if your team goes up 17 points. Sign up today and choose from two bonus offers, either a $1,000 no sweat bet or bet $5 to get 150 in bonus bets. Just head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. Or use the sign-up link in our show bio. Gumby, give out a pick for us. Pick a sport. Uh, pick a winner. Monday Night Football's got the Vikings and the Bears. Uh, Vikings only giving up three I'm seeing on the board right now. I'll take them to cover that three. All right. There you go. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You won't have any problems with that pick of Gumby. So, all right. We are moving, we're staying actually with featherweight, men's featherweight, three five-minute rounds. Eduardo Anaya versus Brandon Moran, both from America. Moran, Bam Bam is the nickname. 3-0 with one submission. This is his Fury debut. He won his last fight via submission. And that's all I got for him. Anaya, 3-3 three and three with one submission. These guys owe us some finishes, Gumby. <laughs> they, uh, they, owe us, they owe us less rounds. Less rounds. And Yaya never been finishing a fight. Three and two in Fury FC. Two and one over his last three. Did lose his last fight. Used to fight down at Bantamweight. Four years younger than Moran. Go ahead. Uh, so this one's Moran all the way. Uh, I think, first of all, Moran is going to be a big favorite. Probably, you know, negative 350 to Anaya's, you know, plus 300 or plus 275. Uh, and, and the reason is just as Anaya is, you know, you mentioned he fought down at Bantamweight. He, he's a Bantamweight. Um, Anytime I've seen him up at featherweight, he's kind of just been bullied. Um, and that that's exactly what Morin likes to do. Morin likes to bully people. Uh, he bulldozes them. He works well in the clinch. Uh, he, I do hate his striking. And I do not use the word hate very often. But I do really hate the way he strikes. He, I mean, like, 
man, I'm trying to remember what fight of his I watched. He he threw like 30 straight lead left hooks. And I'm not talking like lead left hook followed by a straight right. I'm not talking like lead left hook followed by like a right uppercut or a shot to the body. I'm talking like he just threw the left hook like 30 times in a row. And I kept being like, does he have another punch? Like, I'm not sure he knows how to throw anything else. Uh, and then he Maybe his button got stuck on his controller. Yeah, possibly, it, that's right? what it, it looked like. He spilled some pop in the controller and it got sticky. Or he was just playing his little brother who doesn't know how to stop the, <laughs> it's the, true. Left, the left hook. And yep. so he's just like, well, he's not going to stop it. You know, if he's not going to stop Fox McCloud shooting you with the laser on Smash Brothers, I'm just going to keep shooting you with the laser <laughs> on Smash Brothers. So, uh, you know, like the fact that, you know, Morin, uh, you know, throws the same combination It'd be a problem against somebody who I thought was like a real competitor here, but Anaya chin super high in the air, you know, kind of kind of slow, easy to bully in the clinch. This should be more in all the way. Um, I don't like him if he steps up against like a much better prospect next time, but they are giving him one here that I think is like the right level of on ramp to where he needs to go next. Perfecto. So that is the pick. Um, I did mark it. Yeah, Moran. I did mark it down already. Okay. We are moving on. We're skipping the fight with guys who have barely fought, and we're going to another America versus America violence here. Uh, lightweight Bruce Whitehead versus Jonathan Martin, both from the United States of America. We'll tell you about uh, Martin first. He's the phenom, five and one, two knockouts, three submissions, never been finished in a fight. This is his Fury debut. He's won three straight fights. He's not lost since June of 2019. He's a regional champion. He's got an inch of reach on Whitehead. Whitehead's 3-0 with one submission, 3-0 in Fury. Uh, won his last fight via submission. Used to fight up at Welterweight. 0-1 is a pro grappler. That's all I got. So I think uh, I think Whitehead's slight favorite here. We're going to say like negative 130. This one should be really close. Um, because Martin does some really nice things. He's got like a tie kind of stance. He rips leg kicks really well. Um, and, and it seems like it seems like if he can get in on a takedown, he's all right with them. The problem is he shoots them from like seven miles away. Um, like, cause when he wants them, he's like very obvious that he wants them and he's not really looking for the right moments for him. Um, and I think that that spells trouble against Whitehead for a couple of reasons. Whitehead, when he boxes, is like a rock'em soccer robot, dude. Like he just, he's trying to get three inches from you and throw 27 straight hooks and uppercuts and just like mean as hell. Um, and while, you know, maybe that doesn't work against everybody, like Martin likes to be close, uh, because he, he wants to get in tie like clinch range and stuff like that. I think he's going to eat a bunch of stuff there. I also think if Martin tries to shoot that takedown from really far away, Whitehead's the kind of guy they make him pay for it either by putting him on his back with like some counter wrestling, hitting him with like a hook on the way in, or even, I mean, in his last fight, he like stunned a guy and hit like a very strong power guillotine. I could see that happening here too. Martin shooting in from way too far away, just getting his, his neck snatched up and, and Whitehead. Um, he did the one where he like got the guillotine and then like mounted and backed the guy up against the cage in his last fight. Um, you know, like really impressive work and, and obviously got a very quick tap. So I think between uh, Whitehead, you know, throwing the big power shots and stuff like that and his ability to just kind of like sniff out what Martinez wants to do because you know, Mark, like I said, Martinez is obvious about it, but he's also good at defending it. So I'll go with Whitehead here. I think ever so slight favorite. Uh, I think I said negative 130 at the top. Did you say the odds there? Because it always cuts out. 
negative 130 i think it always it's it's like it's it's censoring you when you say odds in my ears here all right wet head minus 130 all righty um let's move on actually let's uh let's tell you about uh, some of our sponsors before we we move on some more i'm going to tell you about underdog underdog fantasy underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long nfl nba nhl college basketball and college football and MMA, they got it all. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Gumby, what is your favorite underdog pick and play for today's show? So I told you the Vikings uh, when we were talking Bet365. So when we're talking here, I'm going to go on the other side of it. I'll take uh, Justin Fields. His uh, his rushing yards have been playing up lately. So I'll take the higher than, I think I saw it listed at 52 and a half on underdog so i'll take higher than 52 and a half rushing yards for justin fields all right there you go um what was i doing i was telling you about underdog was i watch along make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on underdog's mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com when you sign up with the promo code sgpn underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks that's underdog fantasy promo code sgpn and we are brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame Bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Start all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets. Craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, we did the research. We're going to win with some more of these picks for Fury FC. We're going to the co-main event. It's a female flyweight fight. Fanny Lopez from Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> How do you say her name? Tahani. <laughs> Tayani. Tayani. That's that's right. She's she's Portuguese. She's Brazilian. Excuse me. Tayani Lopez versus Rain Guerrero, a name you may uh, be familiar with if you're listening to the show and you're a fan of Dana White Contender Series. So we'll tell you about Guerrero first from the United States of America. She's five and two, one knockout, one submission. She's been submitted once. She's one no in Fury, four and one over her last five. She did get submitted in her last fight, which was on Dana White's Contender Series. Do you remember who submitted her? Uh, Dion Barbosa, I think. Correct. Um, all right. What else can we tell you about? Carrero, uh, used to fight up at Bantamweight, three inches taller than Lopez. Lopez, five and oh, one knockout, three submissions. She, this is her Fury debut. She's won three straight fights via finish. She used to fight at Bantamweight as well, was a regional champion, and nine years younger than Guerrero. So, let me just start by saying this one is one of those ones where the odds sort of elude me. Um, I assumed Rain Guerrero would be a huge favorite here. Like I, I was prepared to start talking about this fight as if she'd be like, you know, negative 250, negative 300 favorite here. And then, uh, some of my, some of my contacts at sportsbooks have let me know that it looks like Lopez might actually list here as the favorite. And they said a pretty big favorite. So I'm, I'm not sure what's going on here. Uh, mostly because, you know, my my response was, is why would Lopez be a favorite in this fight? And they said, have you seen her fights? She's really good. She's got tons of finishes. And if you watch her fights, you're right. She's got, I mean, she 
bulldozed a couple of really great double leg takedowns. She looks like she's got some tie kicks that get going, you know, like a front kick and a little side kick. And she also looks like she's fighting somebody's grandmother on the regional scene. Uh, because it, I mean, like her level of competition is non-existent. It's very, very, very bad. Um, and I'm, I'm not kidding. I, I watched one of her fights and I was like, that looks like she's fighting somebody's grandmother and she's 22. I, you know, she's a good prospect. You like to see a good prospect take care of, you know, like opponents the way that she has, but also like, if you look at those submissions of hers, she gets into a mounted position, which by the way, she doesn't have to do any work after her double leg to get to the mounted position. She just goes right there. And when she's there, she uses like a spin around arm bar, which like is like one of the first arm bars you learn in jujitsu. And I'm not saying it doesn't work, but when was the last time you saw somebody in a high level MMA fight, get somebody in mount and use a spin around arm bar. Like it, it just doesn't happen anymore because it's high level MMA like you might get an arm bar from guard. You might get an arm bar when somebody's grounded, pounding you on the bottom and sleeves their arm in too long. Like, you know, Ellie Aronoff did in that fight with Zach Reese. Like those are arm bars that people get in high level. Nobody gets a spin around arm bar from a mounted position. Like Gumby could. I definitely could not. Cause I'm never, you know, I just sit, <laughs> I sit to guard when I do jujitsu. Uh, I do, I do fat guy jujitsu. Um, but like, so that worries me. It worries me that, like, all she's got is, like, some kicks and a double leg because she's fighting Rain Guerrero. Like, Rain Guerrero, yes, did not look good against DM Barbosa at the end of that fight because she wound up giving up a position. And when Barbosa has a good position, she's good at jiu-jitsu. But Guerrero had the better position in all of the early parts of that fight. She's the one who got the takedown. She's the one who took it to the ground. Is her striking great? Maybe not, but she's at least fighting good strikers when her striking doesn't look great. You know, like I said, she's not, I would way rather have rain Guerrero look like that against Dian Barbosa versus Lopez looking great. As I said, against somebody's Brazilian grandmother on the regional scene. So I'm going to go with rain Guerrero here. I know you asked me to predict the line at all times. I'm <laughs> yeah. going, to, I'm going to pass on doing that here. Cause I just don't oh, know, like, I assumed, I assumed rain Guerrero massive favorite. If she posts a massive favorite, I'll give myself a little pat on the back. If she posts as a massive dog, like I, man, I, I can't imagine the line stays there for too long. Cause she should be a big favorite here. She should beat the hell out of Lopez. Are we betting her if she's a big favorite though? I mean, like, I think she's probably still, I, I think I'd probably squeeze her into a parlay here or there. Like it, she'd be like a nice piece to make Bruce Whitehead a, a plus money play <laughs> by just going Bruce Whitehead and Ren Guerrero, squeeze them together in a parlay. Um, or even like you, you pair her with Morin, who should win pretty easily against Anaya. Like squeeze those two in a parlay if she's like in the 200s or something like that. In the 300s, I don't know, it's an unproven regional 22-year-old. Like she should take care of her. But what if, you know, that 22-year-old beats up people's grandmothers and uh, actual fighters? So, like, maybe not in the 300s, but, uh, man, if she is anywhere near a plus money play, like, definitely. All right. Anything to make um, that guy, what's the guy's name again? Uh, Whitehead, a, a, uh, a better to bet on than that, that's the play to make. So, Guerrero is the pick. Gumby is a coward and won't tell you what the line's going to be. So, I wish I knew. <laughs> he wish he knew he soon enough soon enough um all right main event time five five minute rounds but it's not for a belt uh, are there main events always five rounds or don't you know i think this is for a belt is it am i not right pardon me 
I thought this was for a belt. No, it's not. It's not listed at least on topology. I usually go with whatever topology says. I go with Gumby. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the intern on it, but you go. Okay, go you ahead. do that. Well, I, well, I tell you about it. Regardless, is topology says five five minute rounds, 145 pounds. Arian Young from the United States versus Nate Richardson from the United States as well. We'll tell you about Richardson first. The Natural is the nickname. Natural Nate Richardson. He's ten and four, five knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out twice. Two and one in Fury, and used to be the champion of his weight class. Uh, he's his past six fights have all swapped wins and losses. Lost win, lost win, lost win. Won his last fight being TKO. Uh, that was back in November of 2022. Used to fight up at lightweight. 2012 was the pro MMA debut. Young, 7-1, two knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once. 5-0 in Fury FC. He's won six straight fights. Last one being TKO. He's not lost a fight since August of 2021. Seven years younger than Richardson, five inches taller. All right, go ahead and tell us what the intern says. So I didn't happen to find whether or not it was a, uh, a title fight. It does look like maybe it's not. I kind of went into this assuming it would be. Um, now the guy has a belt currently, so unless it's a vacant belt. I thought it was a vacant belt, but maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, uh, Arian Young's record is going to get him posted as the favorite here. Probably, let's say, negative 185 will get plus 160-ish on the return for Richardson. And uh, I'm actually going to go Richardson here. Uh, I I think I said on Contender Series I was officially getting off of Short Kings. Uh, I'm apparently yeah. back on him. Uh, I'm oh. back on a short. I'm back on a Short King here because Arian Young's huge. He's like a six foot tall featherweight, uh, and Richardson's like five seven. He's a stocky little guy. But um, here's the thing: Arian Young is a two time state champion wrestler, and he doesn't wrestle in MMA. He mostly strikes. He gets into the clinch. He throws elbows. He's dangerous with his hands. He's coming off of a knockout over UFC veteran Carlton Minus. Um, but, like, he, he's one of those guys who it seems like has sort of given into the pressure of knowing you make the UFC when you're exciting. And and that's cool and all. And, and I'm glad that he's, like, you know, like keeping his career in mind when it comes to that. But I think if he does that here, he's in trouble. Because Nate Richardson is a glory kickboxer. Um, he's kickboxed multiple times for glory. And he looks like it. Super strong leg kicks. I mean, his hooks look like they are going to put just about every featherweight he faces in Fury or any other regional promotion out. Like, he just throws big. Um, and also, like, I've been really impressed with him in the clinch. Like, he, he's looked really well uh, defending takedowns. He's looked really well switching positions. So he's on the outside. Uh, for a guy who who comes from, you know, a pure kickboxing background, he does a really good job in the grappling. And like young, again, like he seems to be one of those guys who, like I said, interested in having an exciting fight because he knows he's powerful, but also seems willing to take one to give one. And against a guy who I think is more powerful than him, I, I don't think that that's a good game plan. So I, I'm going to go with Richardson here. I think a dog money. Um, and, you know, like, uh, you know, I always say this. I never know what books are going to have props out there um, and, and what the props will look like. But Nate Richardson by KO. Uh, especially because Young has lost early in his career, kind of gotten sm smacked around a little bit. Um, I, I think Richardson could knock him out. But the main reason is because Richardson's a short king. That's the real reason. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for short kings, you know? Back there you the go. Short, back the All right, let's recap, king. and we'll get out of your ears. Uh, Richardson, Guerrero, Whitehead, Moran, and Toro you like, right? That's correct. All right. Awesome. Prospects all about um, anyone we should keep an eye on here for future UFC 
action perhaps I'm, i mean i think whoever wins the main event is probably already looking at a contender series fight or or a late okay. fill in you know like the fury headliners with good records like that that's just kind of their mo um i think rain guerrero is trying to line up a good you know like a, she runs two or three off she's probably back on contender series come fall if uh tayani lopez beats her by some stretch of the imagination she'd be six and oh with a win over a contender series vet so like I guess whoever wins in those last two fights for sure. Um, and then if Tony Toro can stuff those takedowns and throw bombs, granted he'd only beat three and zero with a big win. Like I, I think he's got like the makings of somebody who we could be talking about, not this year, but like in two or three years on contender series. He's got a good name regardless. So hopefully he, yeah, he, he sounds like a pro up. wrestler. Yes, for sure. Tony Toro. Something Vince McMahon definitely would come up with. He, he's big on the alliterations. All right. Thanks for listening to our Fury FC episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Gumby's good at picking them. We should have said this off the top. Gumby's good at picking regional MMA winners, right? We should have said that off the top. Yeah, I think I'm up to, I think it's 16 or 17 units up on the year. So it, there it's, you been go. A, it's been a nice little year. And Gumby's got a big unit. Um, all right. What else do we need to tell you before we're out here? sportsgumbypockets.com slash discord is the place to be if Gumby has to call audibles or give you any more fancy picks for Fury or for anything else that's a spot to hang out uh, SGPN MMA is the spot on Twitter also Gumby Vreeland and Jeff Fox writer that's where I am I'm that on Instagram as well I've got a sub stack you should get in play in our pick'em contest my weekly pick'em contest uh, for free every week and get all my the rest of my readings and when I feel like doing a podcast and all that good stuff it's at moneymma.substack.com Gumby's got Top Turtle MMA podcast it may or may not be cursed what we're saying is not but but things are happening to people again uh, who's on it this week uh, the person I just picked against Arian Young um, is going to be on it uh, really Really great, well-spoken prospect. Uh, and then also Steve Mean Machine Garcia, who will be fighting this weekend in the UFC. The Mean Machine. All right, make sure you listen to that. Get it in your ear. You don't have to listen to me when you listen to that. So that's a positive. What else should you do? Uh, SportsGamblingPodcast.com and SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon, of course. Support us. Help us crush corporate gambling. All right, we're going to be back for UFC on Wednesday, Thursday. Gumby, get us out of here. All right, I'm Dina Gumby-Freeland. He's the Short King Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Wednesday. Wednesday.